You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Limhanger Turkey Hunt Podcast, brought to you by Grounded Brand and their new Impact 2.0 Turkey Vest. Get grounded at groundedbrand.com. The Limhanger Turkey Hunt Podcast strives to bring opinions and discussions from all aspects of the turkey hunting community. From legendary turkey hunters who hunted in military fatigues, to the modern day hunters embracing technology while maintaining traditions passed along for generations. All are welcome at this roundtable conversation about one of the wariest creatures in North America, the wild turkey. Y'all stick around. It's going to be a great show. And welcome to another episode of the Limhanger Podcast. Tonight we have a very special guest from, well, I won't say where he's at in Tennessee. I'll leave that. But Jacob Bliss. Jacob, good to have you here tonight. Good to be here. We've got Mr. Joey Bell, the Reverend. How's it going? The Reverend. I don't know what to call you, Parker, but you're a handsome fellow. <laughs> that sultry voice. Sweet, the sweet tones of Parker McDonald. Oh man, you guys are like the All Star team. Like I think everybody else in the uh, in the Southeast that's following this podcast or Southern Ground podcast is probably sitting back thinking, "My gosh, I wish I'd have went with those dudes to Montana." Jeez, <laughs> y'all nailed it. It was so. Fun. It sounded time. like it. I mean, as a spoiler alert, and we really haven't kind of talked about an outline for this podcast, but uh, you know, you guys put out a really good story on the road uh on the southern ground podcast channel so y'all did that live going down the road and that, and that was that was kill number one so i don't know i don't know if you guys want to touch that tonight but parker you want to kind of touch on it just a little bit well you know we haven't we haven't told the story uh on the limb hanger podcast at all because no. uh, we had already recorded limb hangers podcast for for that particular week and but we hadn't recorded the Southern Ground podcast, so we we're like, "Well, let's just throw a turkey episode up there," and uh, and we got to tell we got to tell the the story. But Joey Joey said something in that uh, in that first episode. He said he ended it by saying something something similar to this: uh, "If we kill one, t- we were we had just had this great hunt, and we were on our way to go hunt this public area." And Joey said something like. If we kill one turkey, I think all of us would be just over the moon excited. Um, if we kill two turkeys, wow, like what a trip. How much better could it get? And if by some miracle we kill three more turkeys, like this trip couldn't have been any better. Joey said something like that. And we, you got to understand, we were all like on cloud nine at that moment with a belly full of, of calf fries, um, <laughs> or Rocky Western Mountain China. oysters. Got a, a case of TSS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, like, some of the things that were coming out of her mouth, I, I felt like as I re-listened to it, I'm thinking about like, man, that's. It felt 
like listen to myself if I were like intoxicated because I think we were all kind of intoxicated on turkeys at that moment. And uh, so I'm not going to spoil it, but miracles happened. Um, well, that was like part one too. Yeah, that so was we part, got part one. Two. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There's a part two on the trip, and um, I just wanted to say uh, this trip for me. You know, we we have. Like there's special turkey hunts, you know, there's every, every turkey hunt is really special, especially even the, the unsuccessful ones are as well. But we remember those ones that are successful. This one was like times a billion. It was almost like a different experience from a regular turkey hunt. Um, just the whole trip to Montana. I think in a lot, a lot of ways it has to do with the setting. Um, you guys can probably agree. There's not a much prettier place to, to, to hunt just to be to exist there's not a better place to just look out the window of your car um but then get to do what you love hunt turkeys like golly that setting is just uh, and, and it's proven itself by how terrible Miriam's gobble is like the gobble is so goofy but the setting is so great and it's like the setting just far outweighs the the gobble to me like that and mm. and they they're just fun they're fun to hunt it's it's always a blast going and, and hunting these turkeys even though their gobble is kind of goofy uh they gobble a lot and so it makes it a lot more fun yeah and they're pretty yeah like, they're i don't pretty. know i don't know yeah. if it would be the same as if like a say a small osceola like a little bitty osceola gobble gobbler was out there in that same setting I wonder if it'd be different like i wonder how many people would really travel out west and uh, hunt them out there, and with the except, I mean, if they didn't look like a Miriam's. Apparently, it's only the boys from the southeast that go up there and hunt them anyway. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it really is. Everybody you run out, run into out there is that way. I got to tell you guys though. I mean, Adam, and some I'm sure crazy you, Cajun oil field. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you know this, Adam, because you got to see the pictures. These two fellas right here are some fine models behind a turkey i mean just I, I keep looking at these pictures and i'm like of joey bell joey looks like if there was a stock photo of a guy killing turkeys joey would be that it's just like this very professional glowing smile it looks like the sun shines brighter in his pictures uh, he smiles like he means it yeah, he kills turkeys he does <laughs> we've we've talked about that before that's like one of my big pet peeves like when people just like have this stone face when they kill a turkey is like they had to go kill that turkey and that they'd rather be at home with their wife mowing the yard. Like they don't even look like they're having a good time at all. Like, Catman is, I'm going to call him the freak out right now. Catman is just like that. Like when he kills a turkey, you're like, he, I mean, it's just stone cold. Just looking just straight at the camera, looking into your soul. Like a mugshot. <laughs> it's so funny. I can't do it, man. Like, Joey can't even sit his butt down when somebody else is trying to kill a turkey. He's so excited. Oh, I've seen that. <laughs> Joey's just yeah. up and running. Like a, the yeah. shooting hasn't even stopped, and Joey's running out there. <laughs> Telling you. When Joe, you rope shooting cheap shells, you just go run after turkeys. That's just what. That's just all there is to it. Joey, I was uh, I was listening to the to the audio, or watching the, re-watching the video of that particular hunt. And uh, it's super funny because you can, I mean, obviously, once I handed the camera to, to Jacob 
it was kind of like all over. And it wasn't Jacob's fault. It was just the situation. It's just shaky. But you can hear everything. And I hear you like shuffling around and get up. And I'm like, Joey, sit down. <laughs> Watch out. And then you hear two more shots. Um, <laughs> That's the second time this season I about got shot by somebody else that was shooting a turkey. <laughs> I about ran across Luke's gun barrel, right? I know. Oh man, that that's about as scared as I've ever been. And then don't worry, Joey. I ran in front in front of uh, Luke's gun barrel the second time, and I took that out. Like I videoed that hunt, and he was like, "Please, Dad, do not put that in that video. Please do not put that in that video." <laughs> but I did. I just got up and started running. You know, what what you did. And then I mean, I there's a there's another fun clip that I'm I don't know if I'm gonna post it yet, but I'm eventually going to of Joey's Indian war cry. After he killed his last bird, it was just like, hip, hip, oh my hip. goodness. <laughs> it was awesome. Was that the last one? Yeah. Was it the last bird? It was the okay. last one. Yeah. So yeah, you couldn't wipe Joey's smile off his face after that one. That was I, something. I don't think he could have wiped a smile off any of our faces right then. Like, we were just, no. like, that was the most excited I think I've ever been for somebody. Like, I'm always super excited when somebody else shoots one. I don't think I've ever been that excited about somebody else shooting something. Like, it was just. Unreal. We gotta tell the story. Oh, right, we gotta well, tell these stories. Yeah, let's let's, let's hold on. Let's yeah. let's let's We've back been all up over the place. All right. We if you guys have not listened to the first phase, we'll call it part one of the Montana turkey hunt. I suggest everybody go listen to the Southern Ground uh yeah. podcast. Listen to part one. You're gonna get like right after the kill, semi lifestyle, phenomenal, phenomenal discussion. Loved it, especially going down the road. That was that was really good. That was unique. But let's start out with what we're going to call part two, which well, that was the public land side of this, your, the adventure side. I got to ask, who planned it? Who planned out all the details? Or was it a, a combination of? I felt like Shad did <laughs> for for like where we went. Isn't he kind of the one who told us like there's turkeys over there or was it the bio- biologist? The biologist, the biologist. Told us, yeah, okay. the biologist told us that there were turkeys down on the public ground uh, where we went. But, uh, yeah. And, that, and if you know yeah, Joey, you it. know that Joey's probably the one who did that. So to answer that question, probably <laughs> in a lot of ways, the public stuff was Joey's, like, uh, I, I mean, I don't know, Jacob. I, I know you had a lot to do with the private land stuff, but Joey seems to be, like, giddy about planning stuff. So I was just like, okay, yeah. go for, freaking go for it. <laughs> uh, Joey's got the uh, the the phone etiquette for talking to people. So yeah. I just let him usually go with that. And hell, he enjoys the hell out of it anyway. So I do. Uh, after that, like he'll give me the locations and I'll do some map scouting, but yeah. for the most part, it's that was Joey's brainchild there. Well, the reason I wanted to ask is, is kind of just like what you were looking for on a map, but it sounds like you were, go- were you going more off Intel at this point versus Hey, I'm going to start digging into maps, harvest data, habitat. Like, give us a background there. No, I didn't get in that deep. It was just, uh, it was just a few phone calls to the biologists yeah. out there, the regional biologists, and uh, bounced around to a couple of those and narrowed down, you know, regions of the region. I guess you know, be it like the northwest or the southwest part of a region, and they would give me town names, like, hey, around this town. There's uh, plenty of, you know, public around there and there's good birds around there. And I would just drop pins on basically most like a lot of walk-in areas around uh, Montana and uh, the national forest. I didn't, I don't think I really dropped any pins uh, really on 
on the national forest because it all looked the same and it wasn't it when you get into the national forest where we were until you, you like get in there you can't really tell much on a map to be honest with you and you could probably turn on topo and find water and you know see a few different things but as far as details and uh what what was in that area you needed to go and just get out there and find those pockets of birds so um, if you don't want to answer this don't like one second if you don't want to answer it y'all don't answer it but were y'all looking more at national forests or blms and that means something to people that hunted montana and you, they would kind of decipher that too and you don't have to answer it you can just be like hey <laughs> whatever I got, I, I got, that was what I was going to say was I felt like most of our map scouting that we did collectively or like, cause we went out to this private land with really not, not, we had expectation that there was turkeys there, but we didn't know like there was serious turkeys there. Um, and so I, most of my scouting was kind of like backup for that region. So we had quite a few pins. I had a, quite a few pins. I think you guys did too for the region that we hunted where we hunted private land. So this third tag was kind of like bonus tag almost like if the, if it just works out perfectly over here, then we'll do this. And so for me, there wasn't, I didn't have like maybe two or three pins in that region that, uh, I don't even think were my pins. I think they were Joey's pins, uh, based on some of the stuff, the biologists, I mean, and so this last leg of the trip, we were kind of trying to be fluid on, where we were going to go, you know, is there a lot of state land? We were banking a lot on, um, this block management land, which we found out was going to be non-accessible to us because you actually have to call and reserve your spots or whatever. Like it was just kind of, there's different rules for these Western states that we don't really think about. Right. And so we don't know about until you go. And so we were just looking for those type of things. And, and this particular area that we were in, kind of had a we i mean we killed birds on what i would call i'm not going to say what kind of public it is but like traditional public land um which would be things like refuges wmas national forests things like that and then um jacob killed his on state land which was like just random little sections that they have and Mm -hmm. so uh you know, it was just a mixture. I think we were trying to find something with a good balance of both and, and different habitats. Yeah. There was, the, uh, go ahead, Jacob. There's so much public land out there. Like, until you get to an area that you're like, hey, we're going to put some time in here and we're going to set up camp, you can't really start dissecting it and, you know, making a judgment call there because we got out there and looked into this, you know, national forest uh blm and all that stuff and until you got into some of that stuff you didn't really know whether there were turkey that turkeys there or not and then we found out pretty quick that you know where the kind of turkeys were at and so we kind of narrowed down our search to a certain type of habitat yeah and another thing too to keep in mind with the the bmas i had a lot of pins dropped on basically every accessible bma for spring turkey season in that region just so I had a marker, you know, on the map, you know, for whatever area we were in. The thing to keep in mind, though, I think like Parker said, there are two types of BMAs. There's a type one BMA, 
which is basically just walk in. You don't have to contact anybody. It's just a walk-in hunting area. The type two is that same type of area, but you have to have written permission from the landowner that is under that has it under that BMA program. And what Parker also mentioned that you have to have reservations. I knew that you kind of either had to have a reservation like for the day or something like that. Like, hey, we want to hunt here for this day. What I didn't know is that some people book those things a month in advance or more because that first place we rolled, we rolled into this area. The first BMA that we rolled through had a gobbler on it <laughs> and we hotelled it up to the house. And this lady said, I'm sorry, you know, we're, it's booked up for today. Uh, and actually it's booked up through the rest of the season. And uh, I just, she you know, somehow she just in said, a roundabout way said that in an hour long conversation, me and Jacob are in the car, yeah. like, Come on, Joey. This turkey's gobbling. We can hear him gobbling out the window. Like, okay, he's taking this long. That means he's probably a yes. You know, like he's getting information. He comes out there. Well, it's a hard no, boys. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, this so turkey's just gobbling as, across the road. Yeah, the lady was as nice as she could be, but she basically just was telling me all everything that I needed to know about a next trip out there. Should we decide <laughs> to go back? It's like, oh, I need to reserve these these uh, BMAs in this area uh, over a month in advance or whatever. And she also said that they, they would only, um, they could only reserve them like three days at a time. So for my license number, I could reserve it for three days for Jacob's license number, three days, Parker. So we could tie up a bunch of places during a week if we wanted to. And uh, so that's something to keep in mind. I mean, it's, I don't, I mean, people could have their own opinions about whether or not that's kind of, you know, hot spotting another. Yeah. It's, another. yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I'm, but, but it's not really because I would say that you would have to go out there, find the type of place where a turkey would be at w that you're figuring out. Like you'd have to figure mm -hmm. it out. I wouldn't recommend just going and finding any of these places and calling the number and reserving it because. I mean, yeah. there might not be turkeys on it. You don't know where the turkeys are going to be at. And out there, that's a really sensitive thing because they're not just everywhere all the time. They change elevations mm -hmm. and all that crap. So you just don't know. Yep. And another thing is like, and then I don't want to bring up deer hunting too much because I don't want to see Joey get mad. But uh, <laughs> it's like those BMA places, just because we've been out to Montana deer hunting before, they come out with a new set of BMA places in august for deer season so i don't know when they come out with them for turkey season i don't know if it's the same yeah. ones or what but yeah i don't so. remember that they, they uh there are only a, there are only certain ones that are open for spring turkey and spring bear you know they have a spring bear season so there's a few of them that are they're open for spring bear so you just it's just one of those things you just need to check before you go just if these places are even open in whatever area you're wanting to go to can you guys explain but, uh, the difference between a BLM and a BMA? So BLM is Bureau of Land Management. So that's federally owned land. Uh, and it's awesome because you can camp on BLM. You can shoot guns on BLM, I think, uh, for the most part in all the country. Uh, you can basically just roll through BLM. and You can camp on BLM? Hunt, whatever. Yep, you can camp. You can do anything. BMA is block management areas. So that's a state program. That is where the state leases land from landowners, from private landowners for walk-in hunting areas. Um, and like I said, there's type one, there's type two. I don't know what designates type one or type two, if that's up to the landowner, if that's something that the state decides or what, but that's the difference there. 
So as far as when you got out there, was the population, the turkey population, what you thought it was going to be or not? Mm, well, you got to understand that we just came from a place where we shot six gobblers and then left like 11 more that were still on that property. And so like our, our, uh, idea of what a good Montana turkey population is, was kind of skewed a little bit. After talking to that one guy and hearing about like what his private land experience was in the area that we were hunting, hunting public at, it sounded like more than not, like your high populations are going to be on private areas. Uh, close to feedlots, like, stuff like that. Yeah, close Farms. to feedlots, and a lot of a lot of private land is on river, you know, water and river drainages and stuff like that. So that seemed to be concentrated there. Versus, oh, if you're hunting them up in such and such place, oh, those public land birds are hard. They're 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 tough. So he he told us that uh, we would not. The he, private he land said you was. couldn't kill one. He's like, you can't kill one out there because they're not there. Yeah. You know, and he's also the guy that told us that we wouldn't have to, he's like, are y'all, are y'all reprinting your tags? We're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> reprinting your tags? You're actually checking them in? <laughs> yeah. yeah. This old boy was from Louisiana. He was at the, out there working, working Around, oil field. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. And, These uh, are people. Yeah. He, he's an old <laughs> Southern boy. He's super nice. I will tell you what though, the guy, uh, I'm not going to say that he gave us great information, but I don't think he gave, he, he talked to us. He was super kind, gave us a lot of great information. It was, it was just hilarious. Like we can't, yeah. it, even this goes on in the, in the North, this like not tagging, but also like these Pete, like they don't Midwesterner. I'm not gonna say all Midwestern, but Northern, like it's not the same culture of Turkey hunting that we have. And so like the respect level maybe that a lot of the people out there have for the turkey is not quite as high as what we have um and if and, i had to yeah. if i had to compare it it's like they view turkeys as just like another pheasant just another upland bird yeah they're thing. a nuisance more than anything yeah good to know yep all right well, as far as a, well as far as the population goes yeah i didn't i don't remember seeing hardly any turkeys when we were out riding around and that's what kind of made me think that there yeah. just weren't that many birds in the area. We saw, we saw hens. We saw a few hens, you know, scattered every now and then. But, like, we didn't see a gobbler anywhere else. Like, if we would have – and at, at that point, I think if we would have seen one, we would have hopped out and maybe tried to get access to a place. Um, yeah, we weren't seeing them, like, driving in the fields. That He's not even talking about driving, like, around the public roads. He's talking about, like, just on private there wasn't turkeys yeah. everywhere. No. Um, so I can only imagine like this overwhelming feeling that you guys had to have felt. Cause I mean, I've been out to Montana, I've mule deer hunted, never turkey hunted out there, but it was kind of the same deal. Like you're going out there, you've got national forest, you got BLM, you got these BMAs. There's all kinds of different options, right? Like just throw a freaking dart at the, at the bird and you, but you don't know what you're going to get now with turkeys at least they do gobble at you so that you've got your, your hearing to go off of, but it's gotta be an overwhelming experience dropping in somewhere. Guy is the limit, but you're on the clock, right? Like you don't have a month to sit there and figure out Montana. Um, 
I had those preliminary type questions to set a foundation, but Joey, you want to kind of kick us off on the story? Just get us rolling. Well, we get there. Let's see. We get there. It's a Wednesday. I think after we left, left the private Wednesday morning, we killed all them turkeys on Tuesday and we get there Wednesday afternoon. And by this time, the entire drive out there, it seems like the smoke from the Canadian wildfires had set in. Like it looked like a heavy fog all over the place. We couldn't see more than probably what a few hundred, maybe yeah. several hundred yards off the road. And the and the radar is showing clear, like clear and sunny. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> and when you look up at the sun, the sun is blazing, but the sun is like blood orange. It's just creepy because there's like Parker said, there's no cloud cover. There's nothing blocking the sun. It's just smoke laying everywhere. And I just had it in the back of my mind that that had to just mess up the turkeys. Like, they don't know what it is. They could think it was fog. So we get there uh, Wednesday afternoon. We check a couple different spots. Didn't hear a single gobble. And um, the we were kind of, I don't know, we... I'm trying to remember exactly what, what our thought process was. Like we were about to we leave that one gobbler. Yeah. We saw the one gobbler on the BMA that we couldn't get on. Um, and so I think we kind of <clears throat> tried to loop around like the backside of the BMA, just, you know, throwing a Hail Mary just to see if he'd gobble in the area or whatever behind that place. We were about and to I leave think, though, right then. Yeah. Like we were about to go yeah, somewhere we, else. We yeah. talked about like driving to a totally opposite part of the state that night. Yeah, yeah. Which I want to talk about that for just a second, not not long. Just this, I this ability to to move. This is why I've talked about this, and I think we've all talked about this at some point on Southern Ground. Um, this is why camping and or truck like tent camping or truck camping on these type of trips is almost what you have to do. I would not recommend uh, unless you're doing like an outfitted hunt or hunting a place that you know historically has been good. If you're trying to go and learn on states, especially the size of Montana, uh, plan to truck camp or tent camp so that you can move shop if you need to. Like, And that was what we were all kind of willing to do. But at the same time, we were very lazy compared to ourselves uh, if we had a lot of drive. Like if we had the pressure was on, you know, and I just didn't, I don't think at any point in this hunt did the pressure ever feel like it was on. Cause we'd all just experienced something that we'll likely never experience again. It's kind of like going out and shooting a 200 inch deer and then like being pissed that you don't shoot another one two days later, you know, like we were fine. We would have been okay if we came home, you know, so there's no pressure, but we still, uh, I think, you know, played that smart. We didn't get a room. We didn't like, commit to any one spot oh so go ahead joey I, I just wanted to say that i think a lot of people get carried away by sleeping conditions and they kind of get lost in the weeds whenever it comes to figuring out where they're going to stay when really it doesn't have to even be that big of a thing you know yeah and especially out there with the national forest and the blm like we were talking about you can camp literally anywhere um and there's usually a town some little town within reasonable drive to go get ice or drinking water whatever a handful of stuff i mean you're unless you're way up into these big sections of national forest like way down these service roads you know pretty remote and you're within somewhat reasonable distance of civilization to get some stuff so 
your options are pretty much limitless. But we decided we were going to at least hunt this place that Thursday morning because we were already there and we could just find a place to camp and just hunt Thursday morning. If nothing transpired Thursday morning, we were more than willing to go somewhere else. So Thursday morning, we kind of basically, I think we pick a spot. We basically just pick a spot on the map, if I remember correctly, just some big ridge. Um, and we actually were going to split up. Parker and I were going to go one way. Jacob was going to go another way and just try to find birds that morning. And I think uh, to, to get the Cliff Notes version, Jacob found some sign and Parker and I ended up getting on a bird um, that was over on private, gobbled pretty good, couldn't do anything with him, made a couple moves on him. He eventually quit gobbling. And then uh, we met back up with Jacob and we were coming out of this spot on the service road. And we saw Parker and I's gobbler out in the middle of the field on public. I mean, just, but there was, he was literally out in the middle of this field. And it wasn't, it wasn't one of those things where we could have gotten around him. We had to just back the car up, park it out of sight jump out and kind of snake our way through the little bit of terrain that was there and tried to crawl on him because you couldn't call him. He wasn't, he wasn't having any of it. He There's two, two hens or three content. hens. How many hens? Do you have? Two, 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 hens? two. Yeah. And, um, he was just content following him girls around all day long because it was the middle of the morning at this point. And, tried to crawl on him never could get close enough and he eventually hopped over back on the private and got out of there that was that was a a, a crawl though uh and and <laughs> like probably should have resulted in a dead turkey i think yeah. i think we if had we crawled on had that whole scenario happened while we kind of when we had Merriams in our minds and by that i mean if you're used to hunting easterns or even Rios and Osceola's, they're not just going to like, they're not just going to cover that much ground that fast most of the time. Like if you see them in a spot strutting, they're going to be in that spot somewhere around it. This bird, and it takes a minute to get in the mode of Merriams, especially public Merriams in the mountains, because they'll, they'll move. That's just what they do. Mm -hmm. And so when we, when we crawled up and Jacob first saw him, that bird, had we been in Merriam's mode, we would have said, freaking keep going. Like, let's crawl. Instead, what we did was we got down in the dirt or in the grass and tried to call him up over the hillside, which just wasn't going to happen. And I think all of us realized that we weren't going to call that freaking turkey over there. He wasn't going to, mm -hmm. he wasn't going to do nothing. He was just going to keep walking. And so, um, you know, I think we could, I think that was a good, it was a good stalk. Uh, and, and also I would say for people who are, these the, the traditional purists of the turkey hunting world uh there's been very few Merriam's hunts that i've ever seen even seen happen that weren't that didn't have some amount of crawling involved just because of the nature of this bird this turkey this particular subspecies of turkey they just i haven't had a whole lot of luck calling one in like straight to the gun barrel it's almost always been some type of crawl you know um Except for the private land, the private land we actually did call those. That was pretty cool. Uh, but well, the terrain we were into, the the it was wide open, mm -hmm. even in the woods. You know, in those in the pines or whatever, it was. Wide yeah, there's no underbrush. 
And I got to be a part of a pretty big moment for Joey when he realized that uh, the turkey hunting, the, the purest turkey hunting culture frowns upon crawling. Um, <laughs> he didn't know, Joey, you didn't know that. I was hey, so surprised. I didn't, I didn't know there was anything wrong with it, but apparently there is. Uh, I mean, I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. There's you nothing wrong those, with it. You kill, There's nothing wrong with it. You kill birds with a shotgun and maybe a mouth call in your mouth and that's it. I mean, yeah. what else? what else do you want? I mean, I called I, my bird in. You did. He did. It's true. Oh, what Jake? Jacob I mean, called Jacob all crawl, three so. turkeys in that he shot. All three Just of saying. them. Somebody's a true, a, a, a true purist. Yeah. You know, juveniles, but. <laughs> oh, leave it to Parker. Leave it to Parker. That, that like. Undercut. Right? None of us are. No one's. No one's safe, Jacob. That's what I'm saying. No one's safe. None, there's always somebody that's going to hate something that we did. Oh, Hang yeah. around long enough, and you'll leave the message groups. Yeah. <laughs> Casey Smith. Casey Smith from uh, the Element commented on one of the posts from that trip, and I think it was uh, like the title of the trip is called "The Legion." He said, "The Legion gonna be mad when we kill all those turkey <laughs> at one time." <laughs> Dude, I used to like judge a turkey hunter by if they had holes in their knees or not. Cause that's just what, I mean, that's the way I grew up doing it, dude. Like hunting all these fields, man. Like I got all kinds of holes in my knees. That's just the way we do it. But yeah, I've, I've come to find out that's not the purest way. Uh, they got to come in just right. Or it's probably, just probably shouldn't even shoot them. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Probably just let them walk on by at 26 yards. Just didn't feel right. Didn't feel, it didn't, didn't give you that same feeling as it could have. No, man. It it was uh so I mean that's just really how you got to hunt them out west man like that's you don't got to but if you yeah. want to have some good hunts and successful hunts and fill some tags it's a very effective way to do it out west uh now I know you guys didn't take decoys did you take Jacob de- had one decoy d- but we take never used decoys it. I was gonna want I, I mean, crazy lady. <laughs> Well, I was gonna ask like in that wide open terrain and I mean uh, obviously you got to do something right. You got to crawl. You got to do something. I was going to ask if you guys did use decoys or have used decoys in the past with Merriam's because I would think it's probably a better gives you ups your odds. Jacob, describe your describe your decoy to everyone. Crazy legs. Uh, so, crazy legs is one of those. Uh, it might be a Primos strutting decoy. You know where it's just the front of the turkey. Oh, a reaping add, is it a reaping decoy? Is that what it is? You add on like the uh you add on the tail fan. I've never reaped I've never reaped a turkey. Uh but like I just added like some some feet to it, <laughs> like actual turkey feet. That's horrific. That's why, that's why <laughs> Cause he's got these little feet dangling to make him look like he's walking towards you if if you got him set up on a turkey, but he never left camp. Like we, we didn't, we didn't use him on any of these turkeys out there. As far as that, we were pure. <laughs> if a game board, if, you know, if, okay, let, let me back up. If I had have drove up on y'all's camp, y'all weren't there. And I saw that monstrosity <laughs> of a decoy. I honestly would have squealed tires getting out of there thinking you guys were, something was wrong with you, but. I did. The most interesting decoy I've ever seen. He kept talking about crazy <laughs> legs, and yeah, I was picturing something else. And then he pulls this joker with zip tied 
dadgum turkey feet on it. He got the spurs off, which that's, so that's good. But it's got these little turkey feet dangling off of it. And I kind of wanted to use Crazy Legs, if I'm being honest. On I thought, what more fitting turkey oh, dude. than this one that we were talking about that was getting it on private land the whole time. Yeah. Um, but, dude, that was... Jake, go ahead. I'm sorry, Parker. Go ahead. I was just going to say that that turkey, he, he kind of deserved it, I think. I think he deserved to be decoyed in. But um, we never pulled it out. We didn't ever do it. We got standards, Adam. Standards. You know, if we if we had really like gotten it in our uh, you know wanted to really get some quality footage that after we had killed those six turkeys that morning, we would have busted out crazy legs just to mess with other turkeys and get footage. That would have been fun. We should have thought about that. Well, that would have actually been pretty fun. Don't yeah. put crazy legs on your head. You know, you've seen those guys like fanning with the turkey on their head. You All would right. poke your eyes out with that joker. So don't do that. Like that's a safety precaution. Those uh, the Merriams in that area, I swear they were like half hawk because they had talons, like sharp talons. It's yeah. true. They were. They did. They were pretty uh and big, huge, giant feet, man. Just the Merriams is just a big turkey, anyway. Mm. So you get a big, big chunk of breast off of them. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, you guys, Joey, you're you're probably. I don't know, Jacob, how much you cook, but I know, Joey, you try a lot of stuff with wild turkey recipes. In my opinion, the Merriam's is the best tasting turkey. Um, I don't know if it's what they eat. It seems like they have maybe like more fat on it or something. I noticed that they were more white. Yes, like, you know, super our white. Easterns, our Easterns and the Rios that I killed was pink or almost red looking, you know, even the breast. Their, their breast meat was white white it was like chicken chicken white so well, like for the most part when we opened up the crops on most of them most of them they were all full of grass so they're you know mm-hmm. grass-fed you know turkeys they're not eating a bunch of acorns and stuff with tannins in them to make them bitter i guess that uh, was what is what i would think but no that sounded real smart Right. Just the use of the word tannin was oh, that great. was good. That was you great. Know, but, and, and, and we've we've been messing around long enough. Jacob, talk to us about the first kill because you were first on the board in part two, right? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> uh, I, I I took Parker's gun away from him once, and he reminded me of that. He's like, <laughs> I've never had a gun snatched away from me so quick. It was on this stupid freaking bird that we were that we were crawling on, like. Like Joey, so at this point Joey was Joey was first shooter. I guess I was second shooter. We didn't really care. Like honestly, I don't think. But I was just carrying this gun, and we see a turkey, and Jacob's like, "Give me gun!" Like grabbed it. It's, it's like, "Give me the freaking gun!" It's my gun. <laughs> I was out front, and I saw this bird, <laughs> and so like I just lay down on the ground. I was the closest, so I thought I needed to have the gun. I gave it to him out of fear. To be honest with you, yeah. Well, he also had the camera too. So, that gum camera. We know what happened last time. I tried to swipe. <laughs> but so eventually, we went out to we we found a little bit, a little piece of state property that had some uh, terrain that we thought was interesting. So we went out there. Uh, it was a fairly good walk, and we went pretty 
you know, pretty sneakily out there towards it, even though we probably didn't have to. Uh, worked our way down this this river river bottom, and we got to one of the probably the prettiest looking places to kill a turkey at. And we were just standing there in the middle of the road after we had crossed the river and found some actual turkey tracks. We're like, oh, there's a there's a hen in this old feedlot, and she's just tootling around, doesn't care that we're there we're about 80 yards away and so it was getting later in the day it was probably about five o'clock by that point and uh we're talking about what we needed to do they decided to call their wives uh i was like hey you know it's going to take us at least 30 minutes to walk out of this place by that time we get in the car and drive anywhere else it's gonna be dark you know so we decided just to like hang out and uh, I'd spotted some turkeys about 800 yards away across a field on some private land that we didn't have permission to hunt. And so uh, we decided to hang out there and just see what came into this this little lot back there. And uh, so it was a pretty eventful evening, not just turkeys, but we saw deer. Uh, we had a porcupine charge us. And then after we fought a skunk and a feral house cat. Yep. I forgot Uh, about the house. So about the the time we saw the, (laughs) just short of the mountain line, Uh, about the time we saw the porcupine coming across the field, the turkeys that I'd spotted earlier, they had moved to that right behind it. So, and then it was probably 650, 700 yards uh, and just, through a hell mary loudest call you could get out at them and joey was watching them and parker was watching them and he's like oh they perked their head up and they and they started slowly making their way across the field like not in a single file line or a group of jakes but like a horizontal line just spread out across the field just feeding and working their way to us like an hour and so, like for yeah, it took yeah, a long took a time it, I mean, we, we had plenty of time to like watch and see what they were doing. And eventually like we had made this plan, like, Oh, if they come through here, this is going to be perfect. You didn't so, talk, you didn't talk about our tree, Jacob. Oh, oh yeah. Man. The most comfortable tree Joey Bell has ever sat in because we only hear about how his, his legs go numb half the time. <laughs> it was and legit he is, the most comfortable Turkey setup I'd ever been a part of. Like it beat every turkey chair that i've ever owned like i don't know just the way this tree had fell and the limbs or whatever i could like sit in the fork i don't know it was like a fork of a tree of the limb and i could prop my feet up and was, oh man let me tell you i miss it i still miss it he was in a cottonwood lounge chair is what yeah. he was in yeah it, it was but the, the funny thing is we were making so many jokes the whole time like even if a turkey does gobble over there i don't know if i'm gonna leave this spot like it's yeah. almost like too good to be true of a of a spot to just set up on a turkey. It looked like <laughs> somebody had set it there, probably God, when he created creation for somebody to <laughs> sit down and shoot something from that spot. And it's like the most beautiful meadow and this river bottom and all the animals that live there come into this one central location. It was just it was a freaking cool spot, man. Like it was yeah. like it was beautiful. The, the the 360 photo that you screenshotted 
is a picture of that of all of us three of us sitting together yeah is the cottonwood lounge uh so anyway these these uh turkeys come in and we know they're, they're jakes we already know that i have a propensity to shoot jakes uh <laughs> i don't discriminate if if a turkey's willing to come into my calls he's good enough to die uh so we had planned on like they come in through this area it's going to be great everything will line up well it looked like they were going to keep coming around the group of trees that were there and come closer so i was kind of set up on that well then they actually went to the first place that we thought we were gonna you know be able to shoot them at so when they came through the that little gap in the trees and came into the uh you know piece that we were hunting right there um they stayed so close together i couldn't get a shot right away and so i then had to put the gun barrel on joey's side of the tree to get a bead on one and still they were still close together and it wasn't until they were about to get ready to booger out of there that one of them kind of separated and luckily joey had the fortitude and you know the foresight to like plug his ears because <laughs> and i was shooting through this little this little triangle of like branches coming off this cottonwood and as soon as like he got clear i i let that one of those jakes have it and you know cut him down at about 35 yards or so <laughs> and then we were i was done for that region at that point but it was so it was the coolest jake hunt ever and like so the the smoke that we talked about um that came through from the Canadian wildfire, it had kind of lifted a little bit on this day. Yeah. It was a little bit better, but it was definitely still hazy. And it created this absolutely stunning sunset. Like we were talking about, like, you could look directly into the sun. It was like this orange and pink mm -hmm. with this nice haze. And we had this river bottom. There was a, an old Plymouth and, like, three other cars, like, just back next to this river, just parked part there like they were ready for a monster truck to come go over them just right next to each other and we took these pictures of of this bird on that hood of that plymouth and it's just the colors that the sky makes is it's unbelievable just golly man i i want i wish i could take a picture of every turkey i shoot in montana because they were even better, better once you got out to the, we got out to the highway and had them on the fence post yeah that, yeah and the sun's like really got it's just this like Oh man, yeah, you got to go look at it. We've posted several of them on on Instagram, on the Southern Ground Instagram. Just, I mean, and and like as the photographer, a lot of times, like what we're left is what we're left with on deer and turkey pictures is whatever the setting is, and usually it's just hardwoods, which is beautiful, pretty setting. It's hard to make them look super unique. These one, these pictures, like I didn't do much editing. Honestly, even the shot, like all the, every shot turned out beautiful, not because of the photography skill, but just because of the setting. Like you could have done it with a cell phone and it would look awesome. Just, I mean, when you hear us talk about Montana and the experience of, of shooting turkeys in that setting, it's real. It's like a legit thing. That was, that one was so much fun. And, and then I knew that Jake wasn't going to snatch the gun from me again. And so I enjoyed that part as well. <laughs> well, you're up to bat next. And what, what day are we on here? So is this first that day was, on public land? 
that was, was Thursday. Yeah, so that was the first full day. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. So I guess day two, part day three of the bet. Yeah. Yep. Day two uh, again. I I wasn't first shooter. Joey was. Joey Joey started this trip as first shooter, um, and with with Jacobs Jakes, Joey was the reason we didn't triple on Jakes. I didn't necessarily want to shoot a Jake, but to triple after a sextuple would have been kind of cool, right? Um, and yeah. and a Miriam's Jake, the only difference in a Miriam's Jake and a Miriam's Gobbler or Tom is like the beard size and the tail fan. But even the tail fan, a lot of times, are so close to being full. Uh, but the beard is little. But the heads, dude, they're just gigantic heads. A ton of meat on the breast, like they're big, big feet. They're just big, daggum birds. Um, but Joey's like, yeah, I don't want to shoot a Jake, and I was like, Well, I don't either. Let's just film this thing and do it. And it was, it turned out being a great film. And so now Jacob does not have a tag, so he's pretty much running camera, um, just kind of doing that kind of stuff. And me and Joey are shooters, but Joey is first shooter. And but this is my favorite thing about hunting with guys like this. Uh, when we go out, it, we have like maybe an order in which we're going to try to do things, but sometimes with turkey hunting, that order gets mixed up and it doesn't work. And it's a lot of, you know, we turkeys, the, the element guys use that the other day as well. A we they're, they're all we turkeys. They're not like, I could have taken any one of those beards, any one of those sets of spurs, home and I wouldn't have felt like I got cheated at all because they're all all of ours you know and so that one was that one was a beautiful hunt is so pretty just a really good way to kick off this public trip so we go out the next morning um I'm trying to remember what we even did that next that next we full went, morning um, we got on that turkey that y'all had that's right before that's mm-hmm. right we got on him uh and and had a, I thought a pretty decent setup for what he did the morning before that we got fairly close to him on the roost. He was gobbling right on, he was roosted on public uh, and his hens flew down onto public. Uh, and if he would have flown that direction, you know, we might've had a chance, but he didn't, he flew out in the middle of the private field and just strutted and acted like a jerk the whole way out gobbling his face off, strutting literally in the middle of this field, close to a house, close to the farmhouse. And, uh, so we, we kind of moved around and we were going to try to see if maybe he was going to do the same thing that he did the day before, which was ending up on public from that property. So we went over there, didn't find him, uh, heard another turkey goblin. Like, so we, we camped, we, we were on a campground and we hear this other turkey goblin and it sounds like from the property line that we're on, if you just followed it straight for maybe a mile-ish, mile and a half, you'd end up at our campsite. It wasn't that far. And we hear turkey. It sounds like it comes from that direction. Um, but the way this other bird was, you know, with the hills and the drainages and stuff like that, like you can get fooled sometimes. And a Miriam's gobble isn't super strong. So it's already kind of weak in the first place. And you're you're trying to get the direction. So we end up going the direction towards camp, like walking right towards camp because we think it's another turkey. And then the one that we that we were on that morning, he starts gobbling again. We're like, Oh, it's probably just him. We probably just got fooled. Like, okay. At this point, it's like, I don't, I don't remember like eight thirty, maybe something like that. Eight thirty, mm-hmm. maybe nine o'clock. I, I don't know. 
maybe earlier. No, it was, it was earlier than that because was it? Uh, breakfast yeah. took two hours at that time. Uh, so, I mean, it was probably more like it was probably more like six thirty. Really? And we it was yeah, about seven. Well, or it gets daylight. Seven thirty. It's daylight. Yeah, I think it was about seven thirty when we got to the diner. Okay. Yeah. So we end up we decide to go to this diner and again, like we're all pretty much still on cloud nine. Jacob killed another turkey. Frick, this trip has been awesome. So we're like, let's go, let's go just eat some nice breakfast. And we ate a really good breakfast at this little diner, which kind of was the, was the, another theme to the trip. Uh, we took a coffee and cookie break for the, the first one and then went out and killed these, these turkeys, like early breaks, breaks that we guys like us typically aren't taking. Like, I'm usually not going to take a break until 10 o'clock, you know, at least. And, and we were taking these breaks so early in the day, like, oh, well, nothing's gobbling. Let's go home. And, uh, so we take this little break. It takes two hours to eat. Take a, took a long time. And we're driving back to camp to go take a nap. I think that's what we were going to do. I don't remember. We were going to do something, take a nap, do something lazy. And we start driving. We are almost to camp and we see a strutter out to the right on the road uh to our camp on public with a hen and me and jacob both saw it like there's a turkey oh my gosh there's a strutter with it and we just keep going straight we don't eat joey joey's an excellent public land like turkey hunting driver because he doesn't even check up it's just like keep going and he keeps going and we get behind this hill and it was about the most perfect spot to do a like a a crawling turkey hunt type type thing a stalk and so we get behind this little hillside and park and get out and again joey's shooter joey's first shooter and so uh jacob has the camera and i said hey joey which you choose choose the direction that you want to go uh, it's like the um the matrix pill scene like which way you want joey the other way might be it you never know uh so joey Chooses the way that, honestly, that I would have chosen, too. It felt like the easy, the best way to get around on this turkey. And Joey goes that way, and me and Jacob go the other direction. And we're just kind of slowly sneaking, like, really slowly. Because, honestly, we we don't know if the turkey is still there. He's a Merriam's. There's a chance he's not. He might be 400 yards down the hall, or we don't know. Um, and just creeping, creeping, creeping. And I come up uh, on the backside of this hill, and I see him strutting there at like 35-ish yards maybe um and i look at jacob and man I, it was another moment if, if you listen to the story about about uh the turkey i shot and one of the turkeys i shot in florida it was i basically shot it out from underneath brett because he didn't have his gun up and the turkey i mean it was any of us would have probably done the same thing but i kind of felt bad you know like i didn't want to do that again when it's really supposed to be Joey's turn to shoot. And so I look at Jacob. I was like, I can see him. I can kill him. Should I shoot him? And Jacob looks at me like I'm dumb. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> shoot him. And so I lift, I raised up and shot him. And uh, he flopped pretty quick. And Joey came out. It seemed like right behind the turkey. Uh, and I was like, were you about to kill him? He said, yeah, I saw his fan. And I think, Joey, you were just, you were, like just about to rise up and you were probably closer yeah. to the turkey. You were really close to him. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I had uh, to tell my side of the story. I had slipped around on the, you know, the side that I'd chosen and 
I was moving just super slow, like looking to where I was going to put my foot down because this turkey was in gun range. Probably as soon as we got up to the backside of this little knob, like it wasn't even a hill. It was like a knob. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if there, yeah, if the knob hadn't been there, that turkey was probably 50 yards away. If that Covered in pine cones. So you had to watch yeah. your step. Yeah. Yeah. It was the pine cones was like a little minefield, you know, and you didn't want to step on one of those. So I was just being extra cautious and just watching where I was stepping and just taking my sweet little time to get up around to the edge. And I get up to the the edge and there's a, uh, there's a little pine tree there with a little bit of brush right beside it. And <clears throat> excuse me, I get right up behind it and I ease up and I see the tip top of this gobbler's fan. And I knew right then, okay, he's in range. All I got to do is stand up and shoot this thing. So I squat back down. I had a, I remember now I had already had my safety off. I didn't go down to click my safety off. I went down to like get my feet adjusted up under me so I could raise up, you know, without slipping or anything like that. And as my head comes up over this bush, the turkey gets shot. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes to flopping. Uh, But I legit was not disappointed at all. It was one of those situations where like somebody, no matter who, somebody needed to kill this turkey, whether it was me or Parker. But uh, it was still awesome. We both did. All three of us did an excellent job of not bumping that turkey because yeah. of how close we were. We were very close. And it was, it was, again, so surreal, dude. Like every turkey of that trip. Like, did that just happen? Did we really just spend two hours at breakfast eating a wonderful breakfast? Like home-cooked <laughs> Freaking fried taters, bacon, a half-cooked pancake that wasn't great. I was about to say the best soft pancake you've ever had. <laughs> I, I thought maybe a rare pancake. I thought maybe Montana folks made pancakes differently. I didn't know it was like a cream-filled pancake because <laughs> it wasn't cooked all the way through. Um, they were having a rough morning. They, they were. They had they had one person in the kitchen and. Uh, they were doing the best they could. But you know what? You can just look out the window and see all the mountains and the beautiful scenery, and you're happy to be there. Honestly, yeah. you're like, okay, that's, it's fine. And like, so I was running the camera on that that hunt, and I was so pumped that I got it on camera. I didn't care if I was shooting or not. Like It was a win for me just because I got it on camera. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it was Jacob's first, probably first time as a cameraman, maybe. I don't know. Is that your first time running a camera for a hunt? Uh, for anybody else, yeah. I mean, besides the Tacticam on the end yeah. of my gun, yeah. And it's well, a good, I, it's a good shot too. He he, well, gets it. I did, uh, I did videotape me and Joey's hunts in Mexico last right. year, so it wasn't my first time. But like the first, like following somebody behind and stalking on a turkey, yeah, that was that was the first yeah. time like that. <laughs> And, uh, and so the we were like, as the crow flies, quarter mile maybe away from our campsite, and it kind of felt like we didn't, I, I don't know, I felt like we should work a little bit, because the car was only like maybe 84 yards, I think is what it was, 86, something like that. 89. Yeah, I, I ranged <laughs> it from where we shot that turkey, it was 89 yards. <laughs> 89 yards from the truck, and I was like, I'll see you boys at camp, I'm just going to walk back with this turkey to kind of earn it a little bit. And, uh, and I did, it was a lot of fun. It was a fun walkout. Uh, so here we are. I mean, it's miracle time, right? Like, like we've got two turkeys. Joey's 
prophecy is being fulfilled one after the other. And honestly, I'm not, we worked pretty hard on some of these morning hunts and afternoon hunts. Like, like we, we hiked pretty good in there, but the actual hunt to this point were kind of like, well, that was nice. You know, it was a pleasant day, pleasant stroll through the woods. And we uh, walked a good, uh, we walked a good solid mile back to where we killed Jacob's turkey. And then I remember it cause I, I tracked it on my Garmin or whatever. We walked eight miles or so like, uh, on Friday and then, uh, see, yeah, on Friday. And I think we covered a pretty good amount of ground on Saturday morning too. Yeah. So yeah. Cause after I killed turkeys, mine, after I killed mine on Friday, we went right back into the woods. Like it was, yeah. it was no time when we were trying to get Joey's bird. And so we put mm-hmm. on, we tacked on a, a pretty dang good couple of hikes right there. Yeah, we walked about six or seven miles, I think, then. Yeah. So we walked a fair amount. Was there a certain type of habitat you guys were keying in on? So I know you weren't just like blindly taking off walking. Like, what made you want to choose the area that you were in? I think out there, the outlying factor is we've all heard is water. And so we yeah. were really focused on creek drainages and river bottoms where we could act, where we could get to river bottoms. Um it was pretty spotty access to river bottoms. You know, you had state land, the BMAs, BLM, that was like scattered all over the place. And so when we would find a place that had a good amount of river bottom in it, we would we'd focus in on that and foothills and the mountains and stuff. Um, because once we, it, I guess we just kept wanting to kill a turkey up in them ponderosas. Yeah. Because we kept going back up in there, but the turkeys just weren't up in there. We didn't find hardly any sign, never heard any gobbles like up in the mountains where we were at or the hills, I guess. It wasn't really that high, um, but it was just at lower elevations that we were finding turkeys, a little bit more diverse habitat. Yeah, and and speaking of diverse habitat, I think one of the things that we started eventually looking for was these were these spots where the cottonwood river bottoms met the mountains like Mm -hmm. it 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 goes back to diversity but transitions and it is a hard line transition out there where it goes from flat and river bottom with nothing really but cottonwoods uh but up into and like these prime roosting locations right on the edge of that in the hills i mean that bird that we saw on private land that's what he was doing he was on public, just right on public, roosting on a little point and flying down into the farmland and living his day out there. The cool thing, though, that I've noticed about Wyoming, Nebraska, and Montana is if you'll key in on these systems, these like winding river systems or creek systems where the habitat's pretty low, that you don't have much, they're going to be there, though. They're going to be in there, and all you have to do is just follow those creeks, follow that line of trees, and figure out where they're at. And the sign will show you, because sign shows up really well in those bottoms. You can see poop. You can see tracks on the roads. um, Scratching, maybe, sometimes. Not really, because it's really grassy. But between the tracks and the poop, you can figure it out. And you can figure out why or where they're at. You just have to, it's kind of like a maze. You know, you're just kind of weaving through there trying to figure it out. Um, and we didn't do as much of that this time because we didn't have to. But should we have had to do that? I think that would have been the way to do it. It's just 
I mean, well, I, we, I guess we did with your turkey, Jacob. We did exactly that. We just winded through there until we found it, until we yeah. found the sign and we sat down. Um, but, but, you know, finding those that diversity. But what I've heard is it just depends on the time of the year that you're there uh, and what the weather is like when you're there because they go into them. They do use the mountains. Like, you can tell there is a historical sign in there. You can see the old tracks. Uh, they go up there, but you just got to figure out where they're at the time that you're there because I think that it, it changes so much. Well, prophet, reverend, whatever we're going to call you for the rest of the night. <laughs> the prophet, Why, I like that. The, the prophet tonight. Talk to us about that last one, man. So, yeah, it was Friday afternoon after we killed a Parker's bird. And like we had said, we put in some miles that afternoon hiking around, just trying to find some other birds. And it was getting late in the evening. And we were trying to make a game plan for the morning. And it was at this point, I was just like, you know what? We've had one more heck of a trip. And if, I, if it doesn't happen in the morning, um, let's just go. If it doesn't happen, like first thing in the morning. Uh, we had a couple spots we were going to check. Um, the first spot we went to was actually the intel from that Cajun, that old field Cajun that we uh, met in town. And uh, I don't know that know that he gave us bad information or just whatever but we went to that spot it was real windy when wind had picked up finally we didn't we hadn't brought up the fact that it was calm for just about all week that we were there which is very unusual for that part of the country because it's usually like 20 something mile an hour wind all day every day steady and it hard it hadn't hardly blown all week until i think a friday afternoon it blew maybe a little bit and then uh, saturday morning it picked up so didn't hear anything at the spot uh, Saturday morning. I think we walked. We saw one hen. Miles. Y'all saw, saw one, one hen out there. Yeah. Yeah. Deer jumped her or busted her or whatever. Saw her running off um, and didn't hear or see anything else. Went to, uh, did we go to just one more spot? Yeah. We went to that overlook where we, where our initial plan was mm -hmm. that looking over that Cottonwood river bottom. Yeah, and it's all. I had a coulda, woulda, shoulda moment. Like we probably should have come here. We probably would have at least heard a gobble or something like that. Yeah, but by the time we got there in the morning, they had moved off or whatever. But you know, if there if there was a turkey even there, but I I felt pretty confident about that spot at least seeing or hearing turkeys there. Yeah, the the vantage point that we had, we could have seen turkeys for nearly a mile, almost literally a mile. Um, if they had been running through there, we probably, we could have seen them. So we were sitting there on this overlook, just kind of glassing over this, this bottom. And we were sitting there for a, a little bit, a little while. And it was my call, you know, at that point, I was the only one with a tag left. I said, boys, you know, we've had a good time. Let's go eat breakfast and get out of here. I'm fine with eating this tag. Heavy on the eating breakfast. Cause that food was some kind of good. <laughs> well, yeah, we were, we were <laughs> headed right back to that diner. When Parker wanted to find out about the French toast, seeing how the pancakes were good. <laughs> yeah. Can I get a French toast to... uh, well done, please? Yeah. <laughs> good thing about French toast is if you don't cook it enough, it's just bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, eat breakfast, and we had changed like we had changed out of our boots or you know, my shoes. We had Chacos and Crocs on. Like we were in comfortable travel clothes, ready to just hit the road, eat breakfast, head back to camp. And uh, 
we've just had it in our mind of just pack up camp and leave. And we go back up the same road that Parker killed his bird off of and look off to the left, way off the road. It was a, mine was way, way off the road. He said way off the road. It was way out there. But like, mine was at least a couple hundred yards off the road (laughs) instead of 89. Okay. (laughs) So 93 yards off the road. (laughs) (laughs) So, we bop down through here, and I see a hen out uh, way off to the left. And I forget what I said. I said, like, somebody get some binoculars. He said, or whatever. He said somebody give me some binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> and we see, uh, we keep cr- keep creeping up. You know, we don't stop the truck. Uh, keep creeping up, see the hen. I think we see another hen. And then we creep up a little bit more, and we see a gobbler. Or we see a a male turkey. I think he was big enough that we pretty much assumed he was a gobbler. Big old. He was in head. trouble no matter what. He had a red yeah. head. You know, it was like, funny oh. though, talking about what Joey did that first time. Another just golf clap moment for Joey. We watched. We watched those hens, and we were like pausing and stopping, and looking. When he saw that gobbler, he sped up. It was like it's a gobbler. <laughs> we kept going. <laughs> I couldn't even film it. I was like trying to film it. And I'm like. Joey's knocking us around, speeding through this dirt road. <laughs> we uh, we pull up, get out of sight again, and I jump out. I don't change my shoes. I don't. I mean, I grab a face mask out of my vest. I put a mouth call in my mouth, and I get the gun, and we just go. Um, because you know, these turkeys move. I mean, they were walking. You know, when we saw them. So we didn't have time to just dawdle around and get a plan together. The plan was to get out of the truck and get as close as we could to this turkey before he sees us. And we kind of snake up through some uh, some pine trees uh, out of sight. The wind was blowing, so that kept a lot of noise down. So we were able to cover a pretty good amount of ground. Started having Charlie horses. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Both of y'all at the same time were like, oh, Jacob, Jacob was having them too, but I don't know what it was. I swear it was going from being completely relaxed to being on pins and needles. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I, was... I didn't know what was going on. I haven't watched that. I forgot that. And I had the camera running. And I'm like running. Like, we're all kind of like creeping down, moving, you know. And <laughs> all of a sudden, both guys, like, both of them got shot in a battle. It's like, man down. <laughs> oh, God. Such an old man running around, not as good as they used to be. <laughs> I had my leg straightened out. I was walking dang near peg leg up there for a good 50 yards or so, just trying to keep my my leg from just drawing up. It's so funny. And yeah, it, 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 I guess it subsides enough or I just quit thinking about it. And we get up to this, um, there was a big rock right up on top of this little knob there. And we we're like, okay, we'll get up to this where we saw him. Uh, he should be right on the other side of this rock. And if I get up there, might be able to shoot him just from this rock and so i creep up there and i start easing up over this rock i don't see anything meanwhile jacob has gone around kind of the right side of this thing and i forget what happened he somehow got our attention because he saw the turkeys um and i remember parker was between uh jacob and i and Parker, I think, was trying to film or whatever. And Parker don't remember this, but I just like gently and probably a little rude, rudely <laughs> move Parker out of my way. <laughs> I don't remember it at all. <laughs> I just remember just taking my hand and just moving Parker a little bit and just start crawling because there was just no time to waste at this point. 
and uh i get up there i see the turkey i get down on all fours and i keep um i keep a pine tree in between he and i and i get up to that pine tree and i kind of just there was another little pine tree up another 10 15 yards or so i kind of crab step over to my left as low as i can the turkey's feeding he's feeding he's strutting he pokes his head up every now and then and i freeze and then he goes back what all could you see joey could you just see like the top of him or something i could see the top of his back when he had his head down and then when he was strutting i could see you know the top half of his body and so whenever i could see his head i just froze and when i didn't see his head i just moved and covered ground because like i said the wind was blowing he maybe could hear me but maybe the wind was blowing enough that he didn't really think about it so as long as i didn't see his head i was moving and yeah, too it was, from- it was it was the last uh it was this was the la- this was it it was either him or going home empty-handed and so you know what else what else have you got to lose well from where me and like parker were at because we had like a little bit of elevation on you and the turkey and every time like he was turned towards us for a good little bit and it was like oh he doesn't need to move out that way and you were literally like moving towards the turkey <laughs> while he was turned towards you you can't tell the you can't see the terrain that was between y'all from where yeah. i'm filming at so this footage like it looks like the turkey is staring into your soul and you're just walking mm-hmm. crawling up to him yeah but in there reality was, he couldn't see you yeah Not there well. was just enough you know ripples in the land to uh to hide his vision you know at certain points and as long as i didn't see them eyeballs i moved and i got up to this second tree and kind of got my bearings again and there was another little bitty these three pine trees got gradually smaller as i as i went along the first tree was like i don't know 10 feet high the second one was like five feet high and then there was one that was maybe like two to three feet high and uh but it was just funny so i get to the second tree and again i just kind of start crab stepping over to the left because he's the turkey is moving from left to right and so i'm trying to just kind of pivot and uh, keep something in between he and i but i didn't make it to the to that last tree he he stopped and i think i and i knew i was close enough then that if he stuck his head up i could get a shot and so i kind of get situated a little bit i get my knees up under me and uh, he sticks his head up and i just i fire and i let him have it and uh it was yeah it was that was got wild at that point because we were all just super excited is we just crawled up on this turkey and chacos and crocs and you know i didn't have but a mouth call and a face mask that i got out of the truck uh and we slipped up and killed this turkey on the way to camp to pack up and leave we were ready to leave the state <laughs> and we killed this thing on the way back to camp tell it tell us joey which turkey this was or that we think it was. We thought, and to this day, we may we may be right that it was that first turkey uh, that Parker and I got on, and the turkey that we set up on the morning before, because of just the proximity of where where we had seen this turkey. He had two hens with him. It was just marching along. Didn't have a care in the world um that day was, that day that he fooled us 
the day or the day before that not that he fooled us necessarily, but that uh, we thought we heard the turkey by camp, which ended up being a turkey that we that I shot. Uh, mm-hmm. The bird, this bird, had found his way into this little creek bottom. Um, that ended up over close to where we were at. It actually ended up, you could take a finger off of that and it would have been right there. Mm-hmm. And the direction that the birds were heading before you shot him was right down into that little finger. And we knew he had worked that direction the day before. So there's a really good chance that we could have boogered him off of that public spot he was initially at. Mm-hmm. He could have seen us walking in or something and he just adjusted a little bit. Um, Cause we did give him some t- pretty significant time throughout this trip but the way that it looks on the map like there's a really really good possibility that it was the same gobbler that had the same two hens with him yeah which is a cool way to end that and i even if it's not that turkey god's gonna have to tell me when i go to heaven one day because i'm gonna believe that until i die i think (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah it was uh it was something and up until we saw that turkey i was legit ready just ready to go home you know just Miss not my, in a bad way. Kids. Not in no, a bad, not way. A bad like way. Like in a fulfilled way. It's like, it's like, man, we've done all we can do. Let's yeah. just get out of here and get on back to Bozeman and fly out and um, go home. But then we saw the turkey and everything changed. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was game time. Yeah. There was, we were either coming back empty-handed or we were killing that turkey. And that mm-hmm. turkey didn't stand a chance. Once yeah. It was either spooking or killing. That's about all you could do. Yeah. Well, I'd like to round this thing out with a few more questions here. I haven't heard you guys mention any type of pressure whatsoever. Did you guys run into any? Or We saw one truck from Mississippi uh, up on some public. But other than that, I don't think we saw another soul. No. You guys talk I don't know. Locals about pressure? I mean, they said think, there was some before us. They said, yeah. actually, some people are like, there's so many people through here. There's mm. been people in, in and out of here all day, but yeah. w- they just weren't there when we were there. Yeah. But it's hard I, to, it's hard to gauge what they think is a lot of pressure versus what we think is a lot of pressure. Like, I don't really know. Nobody coming through asking to hunt turkeys. And then like five people a season coming through asking to hunt turkeys. Yeah. Like, well, that's, that's not wma's in in the southeast mm-hmm. pressure yeah but the roads had obviously been used and you never know it's montana a lot of people are gonna fly to montana to go hike and camp and be yeah. around the woods and nature on these public areas that could be anything man i mean mm-hmm. you just really never know when you're in kind of a a destination vacation state you know yeah um yeah. I went, I went elk hunting in Colorado on Labor Day, and uh, we thought the entire national forest was full of hunters, but it was all hikers. Like, the next day, like, everybody peeled out, right? <laughs> like, like, we had a lot of room to, to move right after that. So, I get what you're saying there. Recreational hikers, all that good stuff. It's big country, man, and a turkey is not super high on their priority list for locals. No. You know, if you go to a, a WMA in any of the states we live in, or Georgia, or Florida, or Mississippi, or Kentucky, you know, a lot of these southern states, local people hunt those places. You're not, it's not all out of state. In my experience out west, it's pretty much all out of state people that you, if you run into anybody, it's going to be a non-resident. 
And like just tiddling around the like the national forest and BLM and all that stuff. Like, did we even pass anybody on those roads back there? Like, even just people like passing through. I don't. I, it was just us back there for the most part. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, just to just to kind of say like there are the these stories sound like it was just easy turkey hunting right and it was the 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 times that we killed turkeys were relatively like there wasn't a lot of sweat equity in those hunts uh but without those man i mean those were a lot of like right place right time situations Mm -hmm. i I wouldn't bank on going anywhere to any state based on somebody's story about (laughs) driving up and seeing one strutting you know like it's definitely possible, you know. Obviously, we we prove that, but you know, Western. Yeah, twenty minutes later on your yours and Joey's last turkeys, like we wouldn't have killed those birds. No. Yeah. So good timing. You know, it, it it was a lot of good timing type situations and stuff. Um, I will I will encourage people to hunt turkeys out west because it is fun, and it's a beautiful place and. Find a western state, you know, like, insert state here. Have Wyoming, Montana, all have great turkey hunting. And um, you should go as early as possible. Usually around, you know, April 20th or so. That's the best time. You know, earlier the better. <laughs> yeah, I was I like... I can tell I already like you. <laughs> freaking Tennessee guys, man. Y'all out there just misleading people all over the place. <laughs> where did okay so that does kind of transition into a good topic here the breeding season where were you guys at within that breeding season i don't even what the heck is a breeding season okay like i hunted turkeys in tennessee yeah may 28th yesterday i was hunting turkeys in tennessee that had a pile of hens with them so like (laughs) What the frick is a breeding season? Because it seems Dude. like every time I hunt late season turkeys, they're covered up in hens. You keep coming to Tennessee. We our our gobblers. I mean, we're a hunt. We just have hens. We have pile of turkeys. Pile of turkeys equals hens. Pile of gobblers. Yeah, pile of hens with them. But your buck we no went, ratios I with, off. I went with uh, Taylor Johnson on Saturday, and dude, we had a gobbler goblin on private, and we had a hen on public with us flew over us into the field with us and then ran to that gobbler on private and took him away. I mean, so yeah, go figure. Anyways, this ain't about me. Last, let, let's get a couple more questions. Well, breeding season. You said breeding season. Breeding season. Yeah. So yeah. L- l- let's, you can't tell. I mean, it's just yeah, gobblers pick, with hens. Pick one because. Yeah. Goblin Parker, activity. Good. Parker and I killed our, our birds in the very middle of the day and they had hens with them and they were willing to follow them to the ends of the earth. Do you know anything about like the nesting period out there? I don't. I mean, you know, you would assume that it was later. It would be later yeah. than ours. That's what I would um, think. But it's hard to tell. There's, There's no way. We honestly didn't see enough turkeys on the public to really gauge that either. I mean, with the two yeah. go, the two gobblers that we saw, we killed them. Except, well, except for the one on that first day. If you think about it, am I right? Or am I wrong? Well, you you killed, we killed you that killed that one on the on the last day. Well, I'm talking about the one that we saw in that BMA land. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, 
but we, we kind of hypothesize that that's the one that Parker killed because that BMA was also not that far from where we camped. Yeah, it could have been. It <laughs> could have been killed all. I, I, we what, killed all the gobblers in Montana. Let's just go ahead and say it. What? <laughs> what we? What we? The Sorry, reason why we say that. Well, the reason why we say that because there wasn't just a lot of turkeys out. So, like, you kind of piece together the turkeys that you do see and see the potential. It could have been the same one, you know. Um, and and I do know for certain, I've seen a lot of my buddies hunting Montana this year. Uh, a lot of people on social media hunting Montana. So, there has been pressure there. And, you know, I mean, for all we know, two weeks ago, it could have got just blasted with people and every gobbler you know or, or a lot of the gobblers got killed you just don't know we don't we don't have any yeah. idea it seemed like the turkey population was low and so it was easy to piece together why they might be over there you know in the same areas or whatever but i i don't have a guess on breeding season i mean they seemed like hinned up gobblers i think every single gobbler we saw had a hen am i right mm-hmm. Yep. At least one. That's right. What's we the... know there's one area left with at least, that'll have at least six two-year-olds next year. Yeah. <laughs> and a few three-year-olds, at least. Probably. Probably. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Is there anything you guys would have done differently on this trip? Nope. I mean, you can't. <laughs> You can't fill all your tags and then think about doing something differently. If, because if by, if for some reason that we hadn't have gotten on any turkeys like that Thursday morning, Parker, if you and I had not have seen or heard that gobbler, we probably could have, we probably would have left. We probably Mm -hmm. went somewhere else and who knows what would have happened. We might not have killed nothing. Like, could I have like not shot the sixth turkey that morning? And gone, you know, us spent another day at my cousin's place and on the private and us tried to tootle around and kill a gobbler. Yeah. That that was a possibility. Apparently, while we were off taking pictures, there was a gang of Jakes harassing a gobbler out in their their pasture. So <laughs> it was a you know, it was a possibility, but like just to keep the trip moving and you know keep the theme going i wouldn't change anything i'm i'm happy with every shot i took i think uh i think when i go back to montana or go back to somewhere similar maybe i'll have areas that i'll focus on differently you know uh things that we figured out just from the time that we spent there uh, things to key on, maybe maybe even areas that I might go to that might be different than what we went to. Because, um, again, I, I feel this way about a lot of turkeys. A lot of turkeys feel like right place, right time, with maybe a few little things sprinkled in there that that you did right. But a lot of it feels like timing. Uh, and so I, I definitely felt like that on this trip. But I also think... There was enough turkeys that if we had started on this public, we would have filled tags on that public as well. You know what I mean? Like if we had just started there and we didn't have the private, obviously we couldn't have killed as many as we did. But like I think we could have, I think we could have pieced it together if we had a week to hunt that place and had some 
jam up some more jam up turkey hunts. I think it was good enough to do that, but I might hunt somewhere different next time. Maybe take three guns next time. Yeah, three <laughs> guns might be a thing. But Jacob, Jacob, just over there adding tally marks to my gun, so it didn't hurt my feelings too bad. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. That old Mossberg's had a heck of a season. It did. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mossberg christened it perfectly. Yep. That shot that Parker put on that last turkey he killed, you know, he annihilated that head on that thing. It was. You know, it's a good feeling uh, when your stuff works. You know what I mean? I have a lot of issues during bow season. I know, Adam, you've had some issues with, with gun stuff this year. Like, I look back at this season with that new gun. I'm like, man, it, it worked well. Like, it worked flawlessly. I didn't have any jams. No real issues, man. Like, that's a great little turkey gun. A really nice little turkey gun. Thank you, Adam, for your suggestion. Your recommendation. It's the one thing I did right this year. Hey, you did you did something you you did at least one thing right in Texas, so you can't. Yeah, I got that. I got that one. Yeah, polished off. Well, uh, well, guys, what other thoughts do you guys have? Any imparting wisdom? We've been on here a while. I would say, uh, find a way to listen to Joey Bell call softly like i feel like we should do a we should do a clinic and let joey bell do a soft call clinic because it's just beautiful it's just an absolutely pleasurable experience hearing him whistle and whine and do those things i learn a lot just by that short amount of time listening to joey do those soft calls so i will close with that also uh find your friend like jacob who you know will say things like I'll freaking shoot a Jake. Heck yeah, I'll shoot a Jake. <laughs> Film this crap. Because that makes things fun as well. I had a blast. Yeah, I, was, no I had mercy. so much fun. So much fun. I'm still living on cloud nine from that trip. So Get much out west, fun. people. Yeah. Go out yeah. west. Make it happen. Someday ain't on the calendar. Make it happen. It's not. It was fun living vicariously through you guys. And I'm honestly kind of glad we haven't had a debrief until now. So it was fresh, great stories. Um, I feel like I pulled a little bit of wisdom and some nuggets here and there. So mission accomplished on my side. So I really appreciate you guys doing that. Jacob, man, it's been fun having you, dude. We man, we're going to have that together, seeing how we live so close. I know, man. Let's meet up and uh, let's drink some coffee or something and, and talk about it. I'm down. I'm down. Y'all can't hunt turkeys anymore because it's dumb, boys. It's dumb for all of us. Uh, don't worry. We got we got deer season coming up. I know Joey doesn't care anything about it, but uh, I think me and Adam can collaborate on some areas around up here. Hey, yeah. Me and Parker have hunted some of the same areas. Yeah, that come to find out. So has Adam. Adam's probably hunting. <laughs> that. He's been in that same spot. <laughs> no spots. The reason we Adam's spots. Originally, Adam spots and Parker actually just been telling Jacob everything. <laughs> I, I told Jacob all the spots. <laughs> I don't think Parker's hunted any of my spots up here. Um, I think we've kind of been. I've hunted some of the spots Parker's hunted. Well, no, we have crossed paths a little bit. You mean Walden's puddle isn't your spot? Because I mean, I've got a stand right there right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adam. I I mean, honestly, we've talked about this a lot too. 
these days with Onyx and Spartan Forge oh, and yeah. all the just good mapping software, people who are serious about it and spend a lot of time, like you're going to end up with the same pins. Like I've been to spots where I'm like, I'm probably the first person here. And then I talk, just happen to meet the other person who has this pin, which tells me there's yeah, probably are- like 27,000 other people that have that same pin marked. We all we all want to think that we were the first person to set foot there since like Native Americans. And, you know, oh yeah, we're about to kill like a monster. <laughs> but no, every Joe Blow that's got on X or Spartan, you know, they see it too. Yeah, for the most part, it's just whether they're willing to walk to it or put in the effort. That's the main thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. go the distance to to find these areas and or so, buy a boat. <laughs> in or, our case. Wow, that's bold. But, he, bold but even then, I mean, like, you know, that's that's putting in, like, you know, a lot of extra effort. And then it's not so much just getting to that spot. It's killing something and then getting it back out. Like, yeah. do you really want to put up with that? Not a lot of people do. They're like, oh, I'm not going to shoot a doe back here or, you know, a six point or whatever like that. I'll shoot a Jake. I'll shoot Jake. <laughs> well, guys, uh, this has been a lot of fun for the listeners out there. Thanks for hanging out with us during turkey season. This has been just for me personally, like I've loved every week getting on here talking to you guys, debriefing on turkey hunts, talking to people around the country uh, about what they're doing right and wrong. And, you know, we're going to keep it going. I don't know what our cadence is going to be like over the next, you know, eight months, but there will be more. Uh, more podcasts are open. I mean, I'll Ooh. get on here every week until <laughs> next March. I don't know about anybody else. I <laughs> promised my wife I would not do it every week, but if we need to, <laughs> we will. Oh man, it's been a blast, fellas. Thanks for uh... thoughts by Joey Bell. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 183 days since I last killed a turkey. <laughs> If this is his fix, then that that works. Just be like three people listening to it during deer season. Joey's just gonna be talking to himself. Joey just has. I talk to myself anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Joey has a freezer full of like turkey heads that he goes and stares at like a serial killer. I got a lodgepole with snoods on it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to everybody out there that's been listening subscribe follow put on those notifications because if you're turning off turkey season now for deer season i know some of you are go ahead and do that don't miss out on the next episodes that drop especially when uh, we get closer to january want to miss that because you'll be ready to kill turkeys like we will we'll all be wanting to hear that first gobble mm. Mm. can't wait Mm-mm-mm. dang it mm. all right boys let's sign off hey thanks for listening to the limb hanger turkey hunting podcast Hope you tune in next week for another great conversation about our favorite bird in the woods as the wild turkey. We'll talk to you guys next week.